0: and As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination, and in godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh oh. Uh oh.
0: Erin Addisons
1: on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. and I'm Will. All right, and Sherry B and J Macron Tap. I think yes. I'm pretty sure. Okay, They're good. On tap. <laughs> Helping us navigate the show. We're gonna uh, get around to some of your calls. At the end of the program. Today, um, I want to talk about propaganda in strange places.
3: Mm.
1: Propaganda in strange places. This and and I I want to start, I want to look at two different um media outlets, and I want to start with the one that should concern us most. And so um I want to start with the Christian Post. So just right right out of the gate. I don't know if anyone has any objections, but just right out of the gate, <laughs> I, I wanna to- is that okay, Will the Great? Oh, yeah. Can I just, okay. That's fine. Um, so I pulled this story actually on Friday and um, and just kind of tabled it because I thought it's Friday, you know, but then Pastor Norman, my pawpaw, called mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and gave me a hard time, you know, always there as the gentle uh, pushback, you know, um, I say gentle
3: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> anyways um I, I love Pastor Norman so 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 I tried to just hold on to this story is the point that I'm making uh but but I thought man you know and then Willie Gray sent me another story uh, telling me about what Fox News did over the weekend and um and I thought wow so it really is sort of like a, a spread of propaganda and the most unusual of places now we've already done a series of shows where we have put them under the file heading uh, the transitioning of America, where the aim is really just to take Americans um, to the place where trans is the thing. Hmm. It doesn't really even have any meaning. Right. It's not going from one thing to the other. Like it's just that's the state. And and so the aim is really um, to push America in that in that direction. I'm hearing a buzz, too. Will the great I don't know exactly where that's coming yeah, from. Maybe we can so. work on it during the. Um,
0: OK yeah I'm not sure
1: oh I feel it oh okay I think I know where it is okay but I can't get it now we'll take care of it oh goodness now I've drawn attention to it is everybody (laughs) gonna hear the buzz so (laughs) no just keep talking all right. Well, here I think I I think I see the source of what's going on. Okay. Um okay, so here's here's the here's what I want to get into. I want to look at this op-ed that was um published by the Christian Post and I was really disappointed with this because I thought of all the places where you run sort of like a quote-unquote pride month piece, you don't expect to see something like that on the Christian Post's website, but that is exactly what it is. It is firmly in the category of propaganda. And I think it's something that Christians have to be on guard against. In fact, I think it kind of like writes or trots out all of the tropes that are commonly thrown at Christians. But what makes this one a little bit more, um, excuse me, a little more unbearable is that it's trotted out by another Christian, in fact, Mm. by an evangelist. And so I want to talk about that and have a little a little bit of a discussion around that. Um, but let me read to you just a little bit of the piece that was on the Christian Post. And, and by the way, for this particular show, I think it's been a while since I've done this, but for this particular show, I'm going to include all the links to the stories that I cover, because I think these stories are so important that uh, if I fail to get to something, you need to be able to go back and read yeah. them yourself and share them with your family, and with right. your loved ones, um, because you need to be fortified. Right. You need to have this sort of in your arsenal to say, hey, listen. This is the type of manipulation that exists in the body of Christ. This Mm. is why we've got to stand firm on the word of God, not our emotions, not our feelings, not our stories, right? Not our personal stories, but we stand on the word of God. And we have moved so far away from standing on the word of God, even among believers, right? That we find ourselves in very, very dangerous territory. And, And I think that there's probably a stronger way to communicate that. It just escapes me at the moment. All right. So here we go. This is written by an evangelist named Jay Louder. Jay Louder, I guess, or or Loder, I don't, I'm not sure. It's L-O-W, O-W to me says Al, so it's Louder. Um, Jay Louder, mm-hmm. um, Christian Post. It's dated um, f- Friday, June the 10th. And so here, I'm just going to start reading it. Okay. This month, the church is confronted with a great opportunity as individuals, companies, and the LGBTQ community celebrates Pride Month.
0: <laughs> you start off like... That's,
1: that's just that's that's it just going in right there like that that is just the thing right there okay so let me continue here and 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 then he begins with a personal story as and and as I'm gonna make the case because I wanted to check him out I was unfamiliar with who he was or who he is and so I thought you know let me be fair let me go see if there's and then I I found some other problematic things just in what he okay anyways um (laughs) So here we go. He writes, I was 18 when it was revealed to me that a family member had come out as gay, shocked, embarrassed and more concerned with how it might make me look. I responded out of anger that looked like hate more than anything else. I'm I'm ashamed to admit it, but I viciously lashed out and actually told this individual I was ashamed of her, that she was no longer my family and that I never wanted to speak to her again. Now again, this this is probably the strongest of terms. This is laying it on really super thick, right? Mm-hmm. And but if if you stop there, then you miss understanding how the Word of God gives us clear instruction for how we are to respond and deal with sin. Come on, it's it's almost like a, a there's a it's it's a computer program for people who understand this, right? Like it's a computer program. If this, then this. It's a series of commands. You guys remember back in the day DOS commands? Like remember how we just <laughs> we actually learned how to like make a program I remember in seventh grade or something like that. And so it's like you, you cue all of these things in and, and this is going to happen when it gets to this particular uh, set of instructions. So the Bible functions like that. Unfortunately we have moved away from the instructions, So we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to do. And so if you remember, if you remember when you learned how to do this, you learn how to, uh, program your old school computer and you had all of these numbers that you had to enter you remember when you when you hit return on it it was supposed to run your program and it might be a cool shape that came out of it you guys come on you're (laughs) old enough to remember cool shape that came out of it and you know but if you had one thing wrong if one line was off then the result the end result of what was supposed to be your beautiful like I don't know duck walking didn't walk (laughs) Like right. it, it, it was, you know, and so you're like, what's going on? And then your computer science teacher would walk over, then lean over your keyboard and say, well, on this line, if you don't enter the number right here, then then that's what you get. Right. So that's where we are now in the body of Christ. Mm. We are not reading the lines. Right. And so then we, we keep expecting an outcome that's going to be similar to what we think the Bible somewhat somehow might be prescribing. But we have really no clue. Right. We're just mm. we're just hoping for goodness. Goodness, unqualified goodness, right? We don't define it. We're just hoping for goodness. Okay, so so here we go. He writes, sure, it was a different day and time, but that is no excuse. At the time, same-sex relationships were mostly covert and culturally viewed in a completely different light than they are today. Those who, quote-unquote, came out, at least in the South where I lived, were usually met with a dump truck of condemnation and at the very most, a thimble of love and compassion, (laughs) especially from people like me who were legalistic, judgmental and filled with self righteousness. Okay. (laughs) Well, the great, you often ask Mm. me this question. Why Mm -hmm. is it that when people mature in Christ, they seem to make less of his word?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's my question. Like why, why uh, is it that? Why, why, why does that happen? Whenever they are enlightened, they move further away from the Lord. It's like
0: a show of maturity to walk back on things that you were, solid on it's like no that's not maturity and it's, it's amazing to me that they see it that way because a lot of times it's a turning away from the word of God and what it's saying and you're saying no, I'm more mature now I don't act that way anymore whereas you know when it wasn't it wasn't sin or anything that you're walking away from you just had a different view of things now based upon culture or based upon what's popular now or you know that's not maturity that's immaturity
1: and actually, and, and what they're moving away from is the conviction that the word of God is good and right and true. Right. And and worthy to be applied. Right. Right. And so, but that seems to, if you move away from that, that seems to make you more enlightened, which is what you always discover. Okay. Right. So again, here is this evangelist doing the same thing. I'm going to continue with his article um, or with his, his op-ed that was posted on the Christian Post. Which with, it
0: shouldn't have been posted. Man, I mean, guys, on, man. and I'm,
1: I'm trying, I am trying to be charitable here. Like, but
0: Right, But how though? It shouldn't have been posted on the it, Christian it post.
1: Pure like, propaganda. It's a it's a discipline and, and it's an erroneous discipline of the Christian. Right. With with an op ed. That kind of looks like it's, um you know, it should be trusted because it's coming from among us. Right. Right. So it's it's, it's, it's an L. It it's is an L. It's, it is I absolutely mean, an you know, L. Yeah. All right, so let me continue. All right, my actions erected a barrier between us as big as the Great Wall of China. And I kept it intact for the worst part of the next two years. It lasted until something major happened in my life. I went from a religious person who knew about Christ to a person who had received him and had him living in my only, I'm sorry, living in my life, had him living in my life. Only then did I realize how wrong I had been. Okay, so just to make sure that we're following here, so I went from a person who was, re- I, was religious,
3: mm-hmm. I
1: knew about Christ, and I transitioned, excuse the, the use of the word there, um, to a person who had Christ in my life. All right. <laughs> so I reached out and expressed my regret, apology, and unconditional love. That simple act instantly restored a severed relationship. Of course, we had different opinions and convictions, but never again was there any division or separation. Never again. Was there any division or separation? I am proud to say we both began to genuinely love and respect one another. And mm-hmm. it's continued this way in the decades since. Regrettably, my original response is often the same that and, and this is where it gets connected, guys. So if mm-hmm. you're if you're trekking with me here, <clears throat> this is where the application comes in. He begins with the anecdote. The the beginning story is the anecdote. And, and here is the transferable lesson for all of us. He goes, regrettably, my original response is often the same that many other professing believers continue to serve on plates of false superiority. So here it is. You think you're better than people when you employ church discipline against those who are professing to be believers. Right. While living in sin and unrepentant of it. So if you say, no, the Lord says that we are not supposed to even eat with someone who is professing to be a believer, but is walking in sin and is unrepentant of that sin. The Bible says for us to purge that person from among us. That is not your word. That is not your feeling because it makes you uncomfortable. This is what the word of God instructs you to do. But here is this evangelist who has written an op-ed at the Christian post saying that this is served on a false superiority plate. (laughs) Man, Actually, it's really not. It's really anyone who has ever employed the word of God in this particular, very specific fashion. It's
0: sobering, you, you know? You know,
1: 100 yeah. percent that you don't feel better than anybody.
0: Right. right.
1: The, the problem is many Christians don't engage in church discipline. So so what can be taken advantage of here is the lack of understanding that people would have in having had this experience. It's not this is not served by people who believe themselves to be better. When this is biblically expressed, it is served if you want to use that word it is administered by people who in great humility and brokenness have come to the word and found I have I have to obey God mm. I have to obey God this is often painful and it often has ripple effects but again none of that is taken into consideration right when you write a propaganda piece
0: right and, and let me say this too, yeah. to the point of, of if you say something out of bounds and out of line and you offend there's no room for that. Like, you know, if you need to apologize for that, that's fine because we should have a heart of compassion and love, but it should not change at all. I'm I'm thinking about this story with this guy and his, his family member. And I don't know what he said, you know, maybe he said some things that were crazy Mm -hmm. and out of bounds, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it does not change the standard, you know? And if this person is a professing Christian and they're persisting in this sin, then there have to be a separation Like, and you you don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be hateful. You know, you don't have to say things that are out of bounds, but man, the word of God, it stands, it stands. And it's the the uh, prescription for it, you know, is to help that person to see the error of their ways as well. So that that they they may come come back. yes. Yes. Amen. And you're hurting that. From happening, you're not letting that happen by just saying, "Oh well, you know, man, I was just being mean." And no, if that if if a person is persisting in sin, right, Mm -hmm. and and they're confessing and professing to be a Christian, then church discipline should happen. And when we don't do that, we hurt the person, and you know, it's it's a loss for the body of Christ.
1: And let me say this too: when whenever you include in something that you um that you once did, but you try to apply it to Christianity, what it is to be a true follower of Christ, and then you anchor that or you weight that even just a little bit with the times, like you say the times were different, or you hmm. say the times are different, yeah. then what you are already demonstrating right off the bat, like flying straight off right. the bat, you are demonstrating that the word of God is not the anchor. All right, we'll grab the break and be right back. You got paid. The Addisons on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki.
0: And I'm Will, and that's Zach Williams with Chain Breaker.
1: Today we're talking about propaganda in strange places. You know, look, my, my aim is when we do these kinds of programs, really to, in, to equip and to strengthen the body of Christ, that our discernment would be increased as we look at what's happening in the culture and then check that against the backdrop of scripture and say, man, can these things be reconciled or not? You know, are the positions that you find people taking? I don't, I don't. You know, I don't have a lot of regard for if the person is popular or well liked. Right. My regard, my highest regard is for whether or not the person fears the Lord and applies the scriptures in daily living. Like that's that's what I'm looking for. Is that biblically sound? Is mm. that person right about that according to scripture? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the question that we've gotten so far away from asking that it almost seems revolutionary to get back to asking that question again. So I'm reading this um this op ed that was published on Friday on the Christian Post <laughs> website. Yeah, it's a June. It's a it's a Pride Month propaganda piece that begins by telling you that's what it is. Again, let me give the first line. The first line is written by an evangelist named Jay Louder. This month, the church is confronted with a great opportunity as individuals, companies, and the LGBTQ community celebrate Pride Month.
0: It's like we're joining in and with everyone else.
1: This this is like this and is what? wokeism. Man. This this is and and the disappointment that I'm feeling a, about this really is that this was an intentional conversation. This wasn't a piece like, you know, oh, just all of the metals went into the fire and out popped this cow. You know what I mean? This mm. this this had to go through right. editing. This had to go through some rounds of talks. I mean, at least one round to say, yeah, we'll publish it on the Christian Post website. However many rounds of talks it went through. It made it. So somebody over at the Christian Post thought that during the month of pride, Christians should have their hands slapped about how they deal with sexual confusion Mm. and that it should be slapped by an evangelist. Mm. Guys, this is this is really concerning to me. um, and, And hopefully I hope it's concerning to all of the body of Christ that you would have. You know, there are so many other places where propaganda can run. Right. I mean, there's so many other outlets that can (laughs) run stuff like this and do run stuff like this, that they don't need the Christian post to take up space. You you understand what I like? I just so. So to me. That's everybody once again, it's like, you know, and when you hear the lyre and when you mm. hear the, the trumpet and when mm-hmm. you hear all this, you know, are are you, bow down. Right. Bow down. And so every time I see things like this in places where I don't expect to see it, it's like in a in a literal sense, get the picture here. In a literal sense it's like another one bites the dust. Mm. Another one is falling down on the proverbial face, right, and saying, "Hey, ho, hold on a second, hey, hey, remember we, uh, you know, it's we got the rainbow over here, mm. we got it, we're, we're we're with you. Please don't come for us." Or it's a show of virtue. It's to say, "Hey, we're good people over here. We we actually we we ran a piece during the month of June because see everybody's clamoring right now to show some type of oh
0: man bending over backwards it's
1: everywhere, man. guys. It's everywhere." <laughs> the place that you shouldn't see it, right? And and again, stick with the illustration, the picture that I'm trying to paint here. The place that you shouldn't see it is among like the Hebrews, right? <laughs> but keep in mind that if you can if you can <laughs> list the names of the people who didn't bow, that means there was a whole lot more that did. Mm. Okay, like <laughs> they weren't the only ones who went over in exile. Like they, you know, like no, it, there there were more. <laughs> and so here we are. Now we find ourselves living in a type of Babylon where every time music is played and and for us, it comes around once a year. It's like the early church. It's the early church under imperial rule being told that you just need to pinch incense once a year, just once a year. That's all you have to do. Just say Caesar is Lord and you pinch your incense and then you get your, your certificate that says that you did it and then you can get back to work and you can live a happy and a peaceful life. And in and, and the history of the church, you have those who were called the lapses, right? Those are the ones who actually did do it. They had a lapse in faith and, and they were like, look, we're just going to pinch this incense and, and it doesn't mean to us what they think it means, but so that we can live comfortably and not be persecuted, we're going to do it. Now, come on now. <laughs> now, come on. That's, that's what we're facing. That's the type of pressure that Christians are facing. But what does the God, re- what does the Lord God require of us? What does he require of us? He requires us to be faithful to what he's commanded us. Amen. There is no other Lord. There is only the one true God. So so back to this. And then because I also want to I want to jog over to uh, to Fox News. Now, I do Fox News second because I'm not holding Fox News up as the Christian standard as like, you know, this is where we would go and expect like sounds Christian content. Right. Right. Like it's not called the Christian post. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Fox News. Right. But at the same time, I think it is very telling to show that the dominoes are falling. Yeah guys, the dominoes are falling. Uh-huh. So you've got the immense pressure coming from the culture on mm-hmm. all sides all and sides. indeed you feel it yourself. Mm-hmm. You feel it because what you're what you're waking up every day doing, I say every day exaggeration for effect but what you are often surveying is how close this culture is going to get to you.
0: Look, those who will be in Christ and, and, and latch hold to the truth, will be more and more peculiar. Yes. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, this is going to increase. Yes, And so being peculiar is going to be something that we're going to all have to get used to. We should be um, prepared in our minds already that this is the way that the Christian, you know, is seen. But, man, I think for a long time because of, you know, oh, they like us over here. You yes. know, we haven't had the, the the opportunity or the necessity to, say, hey, I'm peculiar, I'm peculiar, and I, and I accept that. But now, if we're going to live godly and hold on to the truth of the word, we're going to be more and more peculiar, and that's the position of the Christian anyway.
1: And and so we need to just be comfortable with that. Yeah. We just need to be comfortable yeah. with that. Let me finish up with this post from the evangelist. Um, he says, we are be- we as believers need to stop categorizing the failings of others. I'm skipping down here just in the interest of time. Again, I'm going to include a link so you can read it yourself in its entirety. I think that's fair to do. Um, He says, we as believers need to stop categorizing the failings of others. Have we dismissed the admonition to first take the plank from our own eye? Jesus did not treat the thieving tax collector any different than the demon possessed man or the adulterous woman. He did not berate, condemn or belittle anyone except an occasional religious phony. It is quite, this is, that's always my favorite, like whipping (laughs) that one right there. You know what I mean? That's, that's, you know, cause, cause whenever you stand up and you say what Jesus said, Right. You become a Pharisee and you're like, but wait, but no, I'm not saying what religious people say. I'm saying what Jesus said. So where, where is the inconsistency there? (laughs) All right. He, he continues. It's quite possible. Maybe even likely if he were on earth today, (sighs) that the group he would chastise the most would not be those who had fallen into adultery, same sex relationships or fornication, But rather, those of us who are busy quoting his word, but not living them or quoting his words, but not living them. Now, this this sort of becomes like a a spiritual sort of like bait and switch. Right. Because because we actually agree that the Lord actually deals with hypocrisy. Yeah. The Lord warns us against hypocrisy. But this blanket assumption is that every Christian who stands up and says, no, this is the word of God. Every Christian who's doing that has not first taken the plank out of his or her eye. Why, why is that the basic ex- assumption? Why, why do we assume that the Christian has not examined himself or herself to see if there is a plank and the size of said plank and removing the plank? Because then after all of that is done, we still actually have to judge the sin. We have to say, Hey, that actually, that is, that is wrong. Jesus right. said, that's wrong. This is, this is what Jesus condemned. So I agree with him, but now let me say this and then, and then we'll move over to, to, to Fox news here. Let me just say this really uh, plainly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: First Corinthians chapter five gives the, if then commands on how we are to deal with unrepentant sin. And you'll recognize when you read first Corinthians chapter five, that the type of judgment that we are to engage in that is localized to the body of Christ is quite different from what we do in the world. There are many people out of convenience who will conflate these two things. So they will make our approach to the world, the same approach that we take to a professing believer. And, and either they just are ignorant or, Or they do that because it feeds their narrative and it works for them to be able to do that. Either way is a problem, right? Because they they show themselves to be quite ignorant. So what does the Bible say? The Bible says if you have a brother, like let's look at it here before we before we turn over to Fox. Okay, so this is First Corinthians chapter five, verse nine. The Apostle Paul writes, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with the sexually immoral people, not at all or with sexually immoral people immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, a reviler, a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. Like, what is what is like I seriously what is so difficult about that? Not the execution, not the execution, because the execution of this particular scripture brings great sorrow for anyone who executes it. Mm-hmm. But what is so difficult in understanding it? That's my. So so. what you have is you have people who don't want to understand this because it serves their purpose to make all Christians cruel and heartless right. and unloving. Right. Those who would apply the word of God just hostile, just don't, just just mean spirited people. But for the Christian, we actually have parameters laid out for us in Scripture. God tells us how to deal with those who call themselves Christians. The problem that we have, and and I don't know that this is the case in this particular evangelist situation here, but the problem that we have is that too many Christians want to be fawned all over and loved and and celebrated in their sin. And they don't want Christians to say, hey, actually, brother, sister, the Bible actually has actually has something to say about that and, and the Bible condemns that. Are you are you quite ready to turn from that? Hmm. That's the problem. So one last thing. Um I went to the website of Jay Louder Harvest Ministries because I just I thought but I'm just kind of curious about who he is. Yeah. And I, ki- I clicked on his bio just to learn. And this is how his bio starts out. Um, his story. Drawing from personal experience, Jay is committed to reaching those who struggle in everyday life. At a young age, he turned away from God and headed toward a life of destruction. Eventually, eventually reasoning that his life was no longer worth living with a pistol at his temple. Jay considered suicide. However, his attempt came to an abrupt halt when his roommate unexpectedly walked through the door. Praise God. Sensing that God spared his life to fulfill a purpose. Jay's search for truth began after several months This search culminated at a Sunday night outreach where he committed his life to Christ. Soon after he attended a youth event where he witnessed hundreds of teens respond to the call to accept Jesus Christ. It was there that he realized God was calling him to spend the rest of his life. Listen, proclaiming his personal faith story and helping others find God's purpose for their life. Mm. Guys, you could look, I'm going to say this very respectfully and very carefully you could rip that bio and put it on any motivational speaker's website. That's true. This is a very powerful story. This is a, this is it, praise God that this evangelist did not take his life. But when you begin with your personal experience, remember the bio says drawing from personal, you begin with your personal experience and it culminates in realizing that I'm supposed to take my personal faith story and share it with others. Where is the authority of the word of God? Where is the weight? Where is the kavod of God? Where is the Mm. weight of who God is that motivates and drives what you are sharing with people around the world? Mm. So when I when I read that and I read more, I I checked out the website because I was so curious. I thought, wow, who's doing this like to us? This is who's like it's firing at us. We're on the same team. Why are you doing this? I was really left wondering, like, you know, man, you know. (laughs) When the, when the glitz of what we do for the Lord Jesus outweighs the Lord Jesus or overshadows the Lord Jesus, you know, we've, we very quickly run into problems. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, wow. So then Fox News. Fox News. Um, Fox News ran a piece that, um, again, was propaganda. Do we have time for the first clip here before we go to the break? All right, let's go with clip one. Just listen. Pride Month continues as we highlight the story of Ryland Whittington, whose journey of transitioning at age five has been seen by 7 million people in a family YouTube video. Brian Yenis has a story about that family that hopes their experience can help others. Watch here.
4: If you saw me walking down the street, you wouldn't
2: think anything different 14 year old Ryland Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager and the Whittington's along with mom Hillary dad Jeff and sister Brinley are a typical family the only difference though in Ryland's eyes is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender
4: we put our story out there so people could see that like there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through or there's another family who's proud of who they are
2: before Ryland could even speak he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy
4: i could just see it it wasn't him trying to be a brat it was like painful it was truly really painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and and for us
2: constantly telling him that you're a girl and unlike some trans kids when Ryland came out at age 5 a few years later he had the full support of his parents
1: Mm. guys that is propaganda that just a few months ago maybe a month or so ago when we were talking about the transitioning of america that's the kind of content that i found over at pbs news (laughs) that's the kind of content that you find over at msn that's the kind of content that you did find over at cnn although it seems like they're having a shift the kind of things are getting shaken up over there (laughs) um but now you find it over at fox news yeah um We got a few more clips just to share with you. Propaganda in very strange places. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
3: Some pushback from us and yeah. trying to understand this. We were
4: confused like most people are. We thought that gender and sexuality were the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things are different and that children actually do recognize their gender identity very young, some of them, not all.
2: But they listened to Rylan and to Hillary's conservative faith.
4: For me, it's just a deep spiritual belief that you believe in god and he you know created us the way he wanted us well then yes he created rylan just the way he is
2: and they listened to families
3: they met in support groups there was a father who was sitting across the table he says you have no idea how lucky you are to be here which kind of took me back i didn't at that point consider myself lucky to be there and he said you know our our child had displayed this gender dysphoria or this gender misalignment at 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 the same age that rylan has and We didn't
2: listen. And we pushed back. That pushback led that child to turn to self-harm as a teenager, which 60 percent of trans and non-binary kids engage in, according to the Trevor Project. More than 50 percent consider suicide.
1: All right. So what you're supposed to do. Welcome back. That's um, Fox. We're, We're talking about propaganda in strange places where they ran a piece Um, This is their series on America and they are celebrating LGBTQ uh, pride month. And this is a piece that they ran where you are supposed to watch this and you're supposed to suspend your thinking. (laughs) So you've got this mom and this dad that have um, wrought great harm upon their daughter's body. You heard the clip uh, coming from the kid and you hear the kid. Um, actually has a has a voice that is deepened like this is it is just Man. unbelievable that this type of child abuse is being celebrated in our culture and that Fox News is endorsing this. But let me tell you something. Please notice that the mom talked about her deep faith. Mm. that's a that's a wink at you god and country people that's a wink at you (laughs) y'all like god and country that's why we you see how we run all these specials y'all like them right so so here we go just just know that we haven't gone off the rails Mm. y'all because look we put god in this piece Mm. you see he's front and center her deep conviction now look i want to play the clip again and i don't want to play it to the end but i want to play it right up until the mom um makes her case where she believes that God doesn't make any mistakes. And then right out of that, I'm just going to read a couple scriptures. That's it. So, so guys, listen, we don't search for any type of solitude or any type of, um, unity, right? Apart from the body of Christ, we don't search for peace outside of the body of Christ. Do you understand? So when you start thinking, yep, that's my, that those are my people over there, right? Um, according to what book? Mm. according to what book because they because they they run patriotic specials because they have they have a series on you can sub you can subscribe and then they have a bunch of christians who sit around and they talk about things that are spiritual so so now they become sort of like a safe space mm. guys look I, and, and really
0: look let me say this too when you have the bruce jenner's and then you have the tammy bruce and then you come have on the rod smith you have the Guy Benson, when you have all those people who are on your network already, you're not going to just keep out no. certain ones. Everybody's no. coming through.
1: That's exactly so you right. You
0: open the door, you put a little crack in, mm-hmm. you know, the little crack in the door, and now everybody busting in. Transgenders are like, okay, what about us? Like, and so they. When I think about Fox, they've opened the door. They they want this. They they've For a long time, and I know there's some hosts that has pushed back. Or some people <laughs> that are affiliated. You know, commentators like Matt Walsh and some other ones who have said, like, "Nah, I'm I'm not in agreement with this. Ben Shapiro and others. But, man, they have already opened that door. And so what you're seeing now is going to be more and more of a flood in of this type of stuff.
1: And 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 look, it's obvious that they don't want any dissent. Mm -hmm. I know of at least one individual who lost his job because he raised questions about. Mm-hmm. who would be would have a voice on yeah. this platform like yeah. i i mean so yeah. so anyways so look let's <laughs> let's let's just guys i'm sorry i'm i'm really you know and i say i'm sorry right that's it's a filler um i'm not apologizing <laughs> I'm not really okay I'm, I'm 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 firmly rooted in the word of god and i give glory to god for that i want you to be the same way we're reading the same text we are reading the same text we are waiting for the lord jesus to come again he made a promise He's going to fulfill that promise. The enemy is trying to wear out the patience of the saints so that we then are found accepting everything that comes out into the culture. Mm. And it's coming in these very strange ways, like coming on these very strange platforms or through these uh, very strange modes. And and so because of that, it catches a lot of Christians off guard because you're like, well, this has been this is good, right? This has been safe. But look, I'm going to tell you, you are dulling yourself. If you start getting your commentary, if you start weighting your conviction getting your like if you're listening to Bruce Jenner as Caitlyn talk about the the man who um what is, is it Will Thomas Will Thomas
3: mm-hmm.
1: um and and give his commentary about like this is woke run amok. but but it's a but it's a a, a man come on man you you it's, see it's, guys and, and so what we start though. to
0: do yeah and yeah. and the
1: enemy is very, very cunning mm-hmm. in all of this, because what you'll start doing is you'll be like, well, you know, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree that men can. But I like what Caitlin's saying. Wait, why mm-hmm. are you calling him Caitlin?
0: <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> but see, the enemy is very subtle. So yeah. what we start to do is we start to nod our head. Right. In the 90s, in the 90s, the enemy wanted us laughing at it. Okay, so we got Will and Grace. Mm. And so then we were like, you know, and you remember Ellen. Ellen first tried to come out on her program, eh, canceled. It was mm-hmm. gone. It was gone. Because the full conditioning of America was not yet complete. Mm. <laughs> the fullness of the Emirates. Not yet reached. And then, <laughs> sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man. Y'all I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was some, that was not fair. That was not fair. <laughs> Anyway, the show was canceled, Hmm. but she circled back again and had a great run as a talk show host, which many people enjoyed watching because she's great with kids. and She's so funny. And so we just don't even pay attention to the fact that she's living in rebellion against God. We just it entertains us. Hmm. All right, let's let's run clip two again. I'm not going to go to the end. I just want to hear her talking about um, (laughs) that God makes no mistakes. Here we go.
3: Initially, there was some pushback from us in trying to understand this.
1: We were confused like most people
4: are. We thought that gender and sexuality were the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things are different and that children actually do recognize their gender identity very young, some of them, not all.
2: But they listened to Rylan and to Hillary's conservative faith.
4: For me, it's just a deep spiritual belief that you believe in God and he, you know, created us the way he wanted us. Well then yes, he created
1: Rylan just the way he is.
2: And okay, they listen there we go. to families. So, okay. so we believe
1: support. that God created us the way he wanted us. He created us the way he wanted us. Okay. So Genesis 1, 27. <laughs> so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Okay. So, God created us the way that he wanted us and he makes no mistakes. Okay. Yes. Psalm 139 verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm. Nope. Not according to this family. Not according to this family. Mm. Made with a terrible disconnect that we ourselves are going to fix. <laughs> Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in the secret. Notice that the scriptures here point to the inward parts and also the frame of the individual. (laughs) So God had design over the mind that resides in Mm -hmm. the body and he also has divine control over the body itself. He has determined what your sex is. Every single cell in your body cries out, And identifies you as that sex. Mm -hmm. You are not assigned a sex at birth. You actually announce it because God determined it. This is ridiculous. (laughs) And so you've got the mom who is sitting there. And I don't know if we have if we have time. I would I would actually like to let me hold on. let, let, Let me finish with the word of God. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. Intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Please don't let this become a month of January passage Hmm. that we only use to defend the sanctity of life. Please let this be God's revelation of himself to mankind that God is saying, this is who I am. Amen. This is what I do. This is what you must know about who I am. If you're going to worship me adequately, if you're you, you must know me to worship me. So God has revealed himself. The God who speaks has revealed himself. The God who self discloses wants you to know who he is so that you won't make errors like this mom. So that you don't in one breath say that, God makes no mistakes, but then turn right back around and say, but I helped him because in this particular case, what we thought was not. Hmm. Now, what, what you can't see, and we'll have, a, we'll have a link to the video clip so that you can watch it. What you can't see is the tragedy in this family. Because what you what you're being presented with is a slice of apple pie. Guys, this is the America series coming from Fox News this is the Fox <laughs> Across America y'all so this is another slice of apple pie and you know cracker jacks and popcorn and hot dogs and you know what i'm saying this this is your new 4th of July <laughs> a family where they have two children and the older of their two daughters cuz there's two daughters the older of their two daughters they have irreparably damaged right and fox is trotting that out as Americana that's troubling it should be troubling for anyone watching it okay man I'm torn I don't know I kind of wanted to play clip three and honestly clip four but I don't know that we have time I will try to open the phone lines do we have enough time to open the phone lines 888-589-8840-888 589-8840. Eight, 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 you can comment on what we're talking about today we're talking about propaganda and strange places while the phone lines are getting queued up will the great could you play clip mm-hmm. three
3: All right. yep. that for me was the turning point I didn't want to see Ryland to go through that
1: I'd rather have a
4: living son than a dead daughter I guarantee that if we had pushed back and done what a lot of parents do I don't think that we would have either one of the kids that you see before you here today.
3: Allowing him to, to live authentically and true to himself and be who he really feels like he is. When you get to know Ryland, you see just how proud and confident he is of himself.
1: The problem with that is you actually don't have a son. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. With the mom's quote, I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter. You actually don't have a son. And the father of lies has so deceived our culture and so many people are buying it hook line and sinker. And, and I look, I understand I'm not under any delusion that there are people who, who love Jesus, Mm -hmm. who are, have, have, you know, um, have a great affinity for him who will have a problem with what I'm saying because it just sounds so unloving, but you know what? Truth is loving. Truth is soundly loving. God loved us so much that he told us the truth about our condition. That because sin has infected us that we are separated from him. The only way we can be reconciled is through Jesus Christ. And he has so graciously provided his son that through him we might have access to him again. That is truth. Truth is loving. Mm. Lies are unloving. And that is what we have popularized in our culture. We have popularized lies. It is, it is tell me lies. That's, that's, that is the song of this particular generation. The only way that we can be fortified against that type of call is to be steeped in the word of God. To know the truth of scripture. All right, we're going to have time to get in one call today. Will the Great, where do we go?
0: All right, let's go to Stanley in North Carolina. Hi, Stanley. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good. First off, I love y'all's show. I do. Thank you. And y'all influence is uh, extreme, I'm assuming. So my question is, Nikki's passion, of course, is, you know, resonates throughout everybody. But she was talking about how Fox was promoting the family. Yet, the last 10 minutes of her show, the last 10 minutes of y'all's show, she's probably mentioned uh fox 10 times she uh introduced what the lady was going to say she played what the lady was going to say then she talked about what the lady was going to say even more that i feel like that is as much a promotion as they are
1: hey that's a great point stanley and and let me tell you something that is always the tension that we face Drawing attention to things to talk about those things, right. and and if you've listened for any length of time, I mean you're spot on. That is the tension that we face, because I want to I want to call this out and warn believers not to disconnect or to 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 suspend their discernment right. as they consume information from Fox News. But at the same time, I've got to draw attention to it, and I'm not saying that they're promoting the family. I use that kind of tongue in cheek. Here they are provo- promoting their new definition of the American family. This is not God's family. That's right. This is not what has been biblically described. All right. Stanley, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
0: God bless.